Let's all go to the Patreon. Let's all go to the Patreon. Let's all go to the Patreon to get ourselves some ad-free shows. Over at the concession stand, we just added a new $2.50 tier for anybody who just wants to support the show. Along with supporting the show, you get free text updates and partial access to our exclusive Patreon Discord. Also at the concession stand, for just $5 a month, you can get full access to our Discord and a monthly exclusive podcast called Flight School, where Matthew and I review a TV show pilot that is voted on by our patrons. Along with both of those things, you get ad-free episodes of the show. Thank you all for listening, and remember to silence them cell phones. And Thank you for visiting the SYFW Theater. Enjoy. This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. So, you finally watched... Nort... I know I need to watch that movie, Mom. That's why I made this podcast. Matthew. Yeah, you said your name and then I say mine. Let's go! Hello and welcome back to So You Finally Watched, a movie review show podcast where two friends watch and review a movie the other hasn't seen. My name is Nort. And my name is Matthew. So Matthew, you finally watched Wayne's World. Wayne's World with Austin Powers. Yes. Directed by... Or, I mean... <laughs> oh, well, mean, Mike Myers, yeah, Mike the Mike. guy who did Austin Powers. <laughs> Directed by Penelope Spheris and written by Mike Myers and Bonnie and Terry T- Terry Turner. And you can stream this Ding Dang movie on Max. And you can rent it everywhere else for four bucks. So before we get into the movie, uh, this is where we would read like an Apple review, uh, which we've read all of them already. Or we would read like a review or a comment from our Spotify. In our Spotify like description, if you click into the episode, it'll be like, "What'd you think about the episode?" And if you just tell us, tell us what you think about the movie. Uh, maybe it's maybe a question you want to bring up to us, um, and you know maybe give us a review of the show in there. And then obviously like rate us five stars on Spotify. That helps out immensely. Spotify is a huge part of the podcast community now, and I really want. Uh, to get closer with Spotify because they're I just I love that fucking the whole um pot the podcast ecosystem on there is very fun um so yeah go on there and then me, you can ask questions and stuff so yes and the only the only uh Mike Myers movies I've ever seen with him in it was Shrek and the Cat in the Hat yeah you never seen Austin Powers. No, I've never seen Austin Powers. I would bet money that Austin Powers doesn't hold up as well as this movie did. I'm sure it does not. <laughs> um, I w- my coworkers were watching it in the break room, and I was just in the other room so I could hear it. And like, there was a funny bits, but then like sometimes it would just be like, "Oh, that's sexual harassment." <laughs> yes, and I know that's I like doubt it that kind of the bit, but like. Is that funny anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was the bit. 
That was the bit. It wasn't part of the bit. <laughs> well, the other part was that he was he was just like a silly little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like he's like a he's like a bad spy, but he's just like so lucky that it all works out always. Yeah. Um, but this movie is another. This is a Mike Myers creation as well. Um, this is based on his SNL skit he did. Um, from like I think nineteen, I had it written down. He did it from like nineteen eighty nine. Uh, from nineteen eighty nine until twenty fifteen, this skit was on SNL. At least it was in. It appeared twenty one times. So there's twenty one different sketches. The twenty first being twenty fifteen was their like fortieth anniversary. Where, oh, sure. where okay, Danny, uh, Dan, uh, Dana Carvey hosted it. I I have never seen that one. I've never seen any of the original like SNL skits. I've heard, I knew of them, but like obviously I wasn't watching SNL at the time because I wasn't really alive yet. So, yeah, I've seen a couple of them, but I I have in the description in our like uh, sources I have. The like it's SNL has a compilation of all like for the forty minutes of sketches of Wayne's World. I didn't get a chance to watch them because I wanted to watch them before. Um, j- j- I don't know because older SNL like nineties SNL is pretty funny. I'm guessing it's like in SNL it's like their show. It's not like them and it's just their show on SNL, right? It's just like a sketch that comes up called Wayne's World. Yeah, and it's it, it's what would have been the televised show in the movie. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's literally just the set of the of the basement, mm-hmm. and I, they don't. I don't think they ever leave the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they just like talk about. I think they like talk about music and shit. Uh, and they kind of they kind of did in the, in the in the movie. I mean, there was a lot of music and stuff, but, but yeah, I didn't know it was. Yeah, they're just kind of being goofballs. Yeah, they're very silly guys. They, it, it is like the joy of it is that, um, they're so goofy, but like not like like realistically goofy though. They're not like so outrageous, you know what I mean? Besides like mm-hmm. the meta bits, obviously that's supposed to be super duper outrageous but like uh, yeah that's about that's about like as zany as it gets like i was expecting this movie to be along the lines of like bill and ted and it kind of is but like um bill and ted like go back in time and shit like this movie's not like that zany yeah follows two main characters named my uh mike myers named wayne campbell and <laughs> garth algar uh played by mike myers and dana carvey respectively um and it's set in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Yes, this movie is. So, I did that like that. It's so delightfully Midwest. Um, yes, it is. I love. <laughs> it's like how Tommy Boy felt delightfully Midwest. This is this the same feeling. <laughs> like, like just drive. They're just driving in their car for no reason. <laughs> like, what else do you do? <laughs> but this was the '90s, so they had like cool diners and shit. They go to. <laughs> Yeah, and with like uh, '80s metal playing in the background because that's what was actually on the radio. Well, yeah, because like the first year or two, first three years of the '90s is just the '80s. Just like the first three years of the 2000s is just the '90s. 
Right. Yeah. So. Um, I loved all of the all of the early nineties one liners. The way that they say shit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh a lot. Just the just their acts just the way they talk is very it's very much like reminding me of Bill and Ted. You know, like amazing. Yeah, I mean a lot of Party on. A lot of things in here were popular were were like like slang words were taken from this and you put into the popular lexicon, like party on. Like people started yeah. saying that after this movie. And same with that's what she mm-hmm. said. That like wasn't that wasn't as big of a thing, if a thing, before this movie. I see. That was a well, I was about to say, did, did people say that in the eighties? <laughs> no, and same with the not. Like that was those three things no, I... from this movie. Um and I nice. guess people were also saying like swing and stuff like that. But like Yeah. I think that's what she said has has stayed through the years, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how cool mm-hmm. has always like cool's never going anywhere. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was cool because uh I didn't know that like some like those things were like popularized because of this this movie. Yeah. Um so I just googled and this says that something about the mid 70s uh in Saturday Night Live it wasn't Wayne's World, but like Saturday Night Live was one of the first instances in the United States doing it. It didn't say first. I didn't say first. No, I know, but like popularized. But um, but it would have originated on SNL, which obviously Mike Myers is from. Uh, filled with pop culture references, the sketches in the films started catchphrases such as Schwing and Xia, as well as popularizing That's What She Said, Party On, and The Use of Not. After apparently affirmative sentence to state the contrary, and we're not worthy, we're not worthy. Oh yeah, yeah. Directly from the Wikipedia um, that has the source that I can get if you want, but I do not want to. <laughs> also, um, no, I'm right. <laughs> oh, I was I was changing the subject. <laughs> yeah, because you were wrong, you fucker. No, I wasn't. What was I? I wasn't even saying I was right about anything. <laughs> you just like corrected me, and then I corrected you back. And... I didn't correct you. I didn't correct you about anything. What did I correct you, you just on? You just read a thing I, saying what I said was wrong. I didn't say you were wrong. I was. I just looked up. I didn't say you were wrong. I just read a thing start. that said you were wrong. I did. How white man of you? Anyway, hide. <laughs> no, Fucking you don't. Mansplaining. <laughs> you are doing that. <laughs> I I literally wasn't even trying to. <laughs> The repopularization of Bohemian Rhapsody also came from this movie, I think. A hundred percent. I mean, this yes. this saved Queen's like career. Like it like brought them back. I mean, like he yeah. died <laughs> like two months before this movie came out. But like this this movie, like it it made Bohemian Rhapsody it reached number two, <laughs> like on the charts and everything. Reached- I was surprised the number of like celebrity cameos in this movie. Yeah, dude. It, well, it's Lorne Michaels, so I wonder if everyone just loves Lorne Michaels. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's the guy who... SNL guy. Who, like, made SNL? I don't... I don't know if he made... I don't know if he made it, but he's always been associated with it. I've never heard of this man until now. We talked about it in Tommy Boy, and we've... I believe you. We talked about it in another thing. I just don't remember the name. Yeah, his name's Lorne Michaels. He produced it, this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he he produces all the SNL movies. Like there isn't even a production company. He just produced this movie. Oh shit! Damn. Um, I don't know like terribly too much yeah, about like, him. I just know his name. You know what I mean? Also starring Rob Lowe as the main antagonist. Yes. Uh, this was and this was Mike Myers' like debut role, like in film, I guess. I love how no matter what year it is, Rob Lowe just always looks the same age. He always looks like thirty-eight. He looks, <laughs> yeah, he looks the same age here as he does in Parks and Rec in the two thousands, and I feel like he looks the same in the commercials that he's in nowadays. And in in five years later, when he did Tommy Boy or whatever, he looks the same in that. Yeah, he weirdly looks younger in Tommy Boy. I just, I feel I, like, I wonder if it was just uh, they, that movie was has, he was in a lot of darker shots in that movie. So I wonder if that just helped him a lot. Well, and they messed up his hair because he was supposed to be like pretending to be the other lady's son or something. Yeah, so. but no, yeah, you're right. I, I, just, I noticed that too. I was like, he always just looks handsome and 38. Like it's like he's like, yes. how, like how Keanu Reeves <laughs> is like 300 years old, but he looks like he's like 45. <laughs> Except for in Bill and Ted, he does look very young in that. Well, yeah, but like at a certain point, he just like stopped aging. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, also, what's his name? Chris Farley makes a cameo later uh, on, yeah. too. Yeah. Which Farley's I was not expecting. All in these fucking movies, dude. It's my favorite. I love finding the Farley. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah, he just, like, comes up and he gives, like, some exposition. And they're like, that's weird. Why would he give that? <laughs> that's a lot of information he just gave. <laughs> like, and when they walk away from him, like, we're jumping way ahead, but when they walk away, he's just standing in the background with his arm claws looking at the camera, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I loved all the meta humor. Oh, and they they handled it very well. It's, you know what, it felt, it felt like how they did it in Deadpool. Like, it felt very natural, and it didn't, like, it was at, like, the perfect timing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and sometimes they were at, like, dinner one time, and Garth looked at the camera and he starts pointing down. He's like, hey, meet me under the table. <laughs> he starts talking to you. And then he comes back up like nothing happened. He's like, oh, I dropped my pen. And leans down and he's like, this is weird, right? Like he has all this. This reminds me of that Twilight Zone where the guy gets his con. He signs a contract and he gets his tongue cut off. And they put it in a jar. And then like that jar grows and he had his baby tongue. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was like, I wrote that down. because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> no, dude. Are you a Wayne or a Garth right now? I need you to tell me. Like, who did I like more? No, or like, who am I? Like, if if we if uh, someone has a gun to your head, and me and you have to pick Wayne or Garth, who are we? Who are we going? You're Wayne, and I'm Garth. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I'm always Wayne, dude. I'm, my wife's a Garth too. <laughs> Which is funny because. Wayne or Garth is a walking ball of anxiety in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> throughout this movie, um, which I'm not normally a ball of anxiety, but I feel like in these situations compared to you, I would be more like not knowing what's happening, yeah. and I'd be like, "Uh, you, you go." <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, they they're both fine by themselves, but together they like they're like a power duo. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I yes. Dude, so I was going to this movie and I was like obviously worried or watching another comedy movie I loved, right? <laughs> and I haven't seen yeah. this in like since high school. Because me and my friends used to drink to it. It was one of the movies we would drink to. Um and 
the like a few scenes are burned in my memory like uh I'll talk about the first one now and when we come to the other one I'll bring it up but the Bohemian Rhapsody scene burned into my fucking my brain <laughs> it's like next mm-hmm. to all the bong resin you know what I mean like it's it's never leaving um I'm not even I don't even really that, that's, that's not, I don't even like fuck with that song too much I like, guess good but like it's just the it's just what they're doing is funny because I remember doing that. Yeah, as, like, I, in high I, I put it on my I put it on the overrated songs list on Music League, and everybody fucking kicks my ass about it. Yeah, well, I think it's because they thought you meant Queen was overrated. I don't think people read the comments sometimes. You know what I mean? No, it, I was it still was giving you shit because there was way more overrated songs than that. One. <laughs> like uh, Thunder by Magic Dragons is way more overrated. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking this movie was going to be like a five or six out of ten for me, and it obviously is more. So I will, will I won't say it now because it spoils. But I sure. was pleasantly surprised at how much I still enjoyed this movie. So uh, I was also shocked that my wife had seen this movie and I hadn't. Yeah, I mean, it's... I could not believe Rachel had seen. She doesn't watch movies like this, but her friend showed it to her a long time ago, and she's not like into movies like this. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's 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 a comedy, but it's not like super dirty. There's a couple dirty scenes, mm. but like, I think overall it's pretty. I wouldn't say it's clean, pretty tame, but it's pretty tame. I mean, especially from like, like I mean, shit. Like Ace Ventura came out a few years later, and that was a pretty dirty movie. And then like, Tommy Boy was more yeah. dirty than this movie <laughs> in like language. <laughs> um, yes, yes. But uh, anyway, so yeah, the movie starts out with Rob Lowe's character Benjamin watching TV with a lady. <laughs> And they see Wayne and Garth starting their show, Wayne's World, and <laughs> they just 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 introduce. It's it kind of felt like, um, like an old school podcast almost. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, <and laughs> he start. They started with a guitar, and they're just like Wayne's World, Wayne's World, <laughs> dude. I fucking love it, dude. Party on, excellent. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. <laughs> fucking. So silly. And it, like, cuts to them, and it shows, like, their crews, all their friends, and, like, they all have, like, really old equipment, <laughs> and, like, all their friends have, like, long yeah. 80s hair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're in a hair band or something. Yeah. And uh, they're having, they're showing off, I guess this is the segment they do during the week where they show off someone's invention they found. And they yeah. found a guy that has a, Suck it and cut it or something, he calls it. The suck cut. The suck cut. <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> did they use his real name? It looked like, it did look like Bill Paxton. So it was something Paxton. I don't, I don't know. I was laughing too hard. <laughs> I meant to look it up. <laughs> they did not remember this bit. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. Yeah, because and then they just attached it to Garth's <laughs> hair, and he's just like, ah. He's just screaming, and it cuts to, there's like close-ups in this shots where it goes to, to to Wayne, and he's like, it's like, check out this guy, Cam, and it cuts to Garth, and it's like, help me, <laughs> Cam. Oh, dude. And they basically say that it sucks, and the guy just like happily walks away, like doesn't even care. <laughs> The way that uh, Mike Myers has, like, his wordplay in this is very, I think is very good. Wordplay as in, what do you mean? Like, how he'll just be like, I mean, it's stupid, but, like, he'll just, he'll be like, 
a sphincter or like a sphincter say what or like, or he'll, he'll like oh he'll yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah that yeah. thing definitely sucks and the guy thinks it's a compliment when it's not. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then he has a good way with words. Oh yeah, and then Ro- then I keep calling him Rob Lowe, but his name's fucking Benjamin. Benjamin's like, I think we got a show. And then he works for like a movie or not movie, but like a television producing company. And he tries to, it. It cuts away to him, um, like trying to show his boss. Well, that's later on, but but yeah, that's it's the right plot. after it's right after the the next scene. But it doesn't matter about the order really. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking. I love the way that that he's talking to his boss, and he's like saying it in a way that it sounds like it's the boss's idea. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, because he like he knows that's what he needs to do. Like the the boss doesn't do anything. He's just a rich guy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But he is a good wordsmith. The way he oh, was, dude, it was Rob clever. Lowe. It was pretty fun to Rob watch. Lowe's good. He's a good actor. Well, he's good at playing that role specifically. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I don't know if I've seen him in many other roles besides a schmarmy guy. You know what I mean? Personally. But that doesn't mean he is bad at anything. I'm just saying he's really good at being like a schmarmy business guy. Yeah, the only thing is like uh, that I've seen him otherwise, like if you've ever, if you've probably never watched Parks and Rec because you don't like mockumentaries, but he kind of plays like in Parks and Rec, he's kind of, I don't want to say a himbo, but like he's kind of just like dumb. Yeah, like he's kind of just like naively like just happy and happy go lucky all the time. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode of Parks and Rec and could hardly finish it. So, but yes, the the without getting into it, the se- season one's kind of boring. It picks up on season two or three. Yeah, but that's a different show. Um, but but then then we get the the famous the famous Bohemian Rhapsody scene. That when you talk about this movie, everyone... Like, this is the movie people think about most of the time. I thought that this would show up later. I didn't think this was going to be in, like, the first ten minutes. Oh, yeah, dude. It's in the first (laughs) fucking ten minutes. I mean, it's... And it's not like this is, like, the peak either. Like, the movie... Oh, it's just, like, for no reason. Oh, yeah, that's why it's funny, I think. It's just fucking so random. Yeah, they get in... It just cuts to them driving and seeing. Yeah, they pops the cassette in, and they start singing. And all four of them, there's four of them in the car. They're all singing the different parts in Bohemian Rhapsody. And then yeah. they pull over and they pick up their friend Phil, who every time we see him but one time is just so fucking hammered. I guess I never noticed that. That he was fucking like hammered? Well, in this scene I noticed that, but like throughout the film I guess I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah, he's in like, I want to say five scenes, and there's one of them where he's not like like belligerently mm-hmm. drunk. Um... Or, or on drugs. They never say which is what, but they're just like, he said he's out. He's like partied right. out. Um, yeah. And like, as they're driving, he's singing Let Me. He's trying to say Let Me Go, but he's saying it right when, <laughs> when like Freddie's saying it. So they think he's just singing, but he really needs to like puke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, fucking. It's so funny. I fucking love I I remember I used to make my grandma like replay this scene all the time because I would, it would make me laugh so hard. And then they're like at a, they're about to walk into a donut shop and there's like this cop there and they're just like, oink, oink. <laughs> Does someone smell bacon? You s- <laughs> I definitely smell a pork animal nearby or something like that. <laughs> and the cop's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. There's a pig, oink, oink. 
He's like, I used to say that the cops too. <laughs> and like, I thought it like seems like they're being confrontational, but they're really like, they're just like, it's just like the neighborhood cop. Like, it's the... yeah, he's like cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I used to do that when I was your age. But anyway, I just did like fucking 21 <laughs> in depth anal cavity searches. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I don't know if you've ever met like a local cop. They just say that shit, dude. They'll just tell Not you crazy really. shit. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. They just, they're the gossipy little bitches, dude. I believe like, it. Like, sometimes, like, they may not say their names, but, like, you know from the context clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, so <laughs> if I ever, like, See the local cop, I'll say hello or whatever, but I ain't telling him shit. You can tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then what happens? Oh, and this is, dude, this killed me. When it it's like Garth's talking, excuse me, Wayne's talking and it's like he's talking to the camera again because the movie starts that right away, basically. He's like narrating yes. um, and walking backwards. And he's like, oh, this is Phil, the diner owner or whatever. And the camera stays on Phil, and then Phil confesses to a murder. <laughs> what? You don't remember? It's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. It was just one night. I, I was like, he's like, how come in war when you when you kill someone, it's it's self it's it's self defense and righteous, but when you kill someone in the heat of passion, it's considered murder. <laughs> I do remember that quote. I did. I guess I didn't realize he was like saying that he just murdered somebody. I don't know if it just did, but like he was talking. Because at random points in the movie, he, like, says things that, like, people who murdered someone say. Like, how if yeah. you stab someone when it's cold out, steam comes out of him. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're, like, introducing all these people. <laughs> like, oh, this is old man Schmidt, and then, who runs the amusement park. <laughs> what was his ex-girlfriend's name? Stacy? Uh, Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She is, uh, she's, 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 a, she's a loco. She's a crazy. She's obsessed with him. He's, she has a Wayne necklace on that says Wayne. <laughs> uh, she brings, yeah, she brings him a gift. <laughs> well, dude, first, first Garth sees the, the hot girl <laughs> in the, in the, and falls, and like falls off this chair and then stands back up and says, sorry, I fell. <laughs> and I left, we laughed. Was this, we was it right it. at the beginning when he, was it right at the beginning where it was, he like cartoonishly like flies backwards into a trash can? That's or later. That later that's or the second time it happens. <laughs> just like what just happened? Like that was like a cartoon. He falls backward like a dog with his hands in the air, and then his friends don't even react, and he gets back <laughs> up and adjusts stuff. He goes, "Sorry, everyone, I just fell." <laughs> yeah, we saw, bro. So stupid. Yeah, and then he's like, "Um, red alert, <laughs> red alert, Wayne." There's Stacy. Don't look. Where? <laughs> he turns and whips his head around, dude. Fuck. Fuck. That's dude. I, we had to pause it. I was laughing so fucking hard. Really? I don't know why. That's so funny. It is funny. It's funny. Don't look. Where? <laughs> <laughs> he does it so hard, like his hair fucking flies everywhere. Oh yeah, and then she brings yeah. him a gun rack, dude. <laughs> No, I well, I wrote down his quote. They said, they said, um, he goes, we broke up two months ago. And she goes, but that doesn't mean we can't still go out. <laughs> He's like, yes, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> what are you, mental? <laughs> he 
keeps saying he says that a lot. He says mental a lot in this yeah. movie. Hey, that's better than the other one, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um He's like, Why do I need a gun rack? I don't own a gun, nor do I own multiple guns to facilitate a gun rack. And she's like, Well, if you don't like it, I'll take it back. He goes, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't be careful, Wayne, you're going to lose me. <laughs> but apparently, I don't know if you read this, but that's based on a true story that happened to him. I believe, uh, the gun rack and all? Yeah, I, here, let me find it real quick. I was like, pretty like, like, like okay. Let's see. <sighs> the scene where... Act is stranger than fiction. The scene where Wayne's ex-girlfriend Stacy tries to patch up their relationship by buying him a gun rack is based on some truth. Mike Myers once dated a girl who apparently broke up with him due to his preoccupation with comedy. A week later, after some thought, she tried to reconcile by buying him a gun rack. To her, this was an absurd joke that she thought she had she hoped Mike would appreciate. He didn't, and the two remained apart. When the movie was released and Mike's ex viewed the movie with her new boyfriend... <laughs> Oops, I lost my part. She was mortified not only to learn that the gun rack antidote had been written into the film, but also she was shocked to see that the main character referred to Stacy as a psycho hose beast sometimes later. <laughs> uh, Myers' telephone has hit the, his former girl attempting to apologize for including a very detracting version of her in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Well, like, who's gonna know? Who's gonna know that is her? Like, he probably didn't even think she was going to watch still, it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. He, and he probably would, like, thought... He probably felt... He honestly probably felt bad after, you know what I mean? Because, like... Honestly, probably. He didn't think it was going to be would. seen. <laughs> and then... And then uh, she does see it. Yes, they go to a club. that They play to a, go to a venue that's playing... That's playing bands. And he, did you see who the bouncer was? I did not. It was fucking Meatloaf, dude. That's where Meatloaf. I saw him in the end credits. He played Tiny. I saw him in the end credits, and I was like, "How did I miss Meatloaf?" I didn't recognize him either. I was like, "Cause like he kind of looks like a grungy metalhead, and normally he does like he kind of like looks that looks a little bit more pampered at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he is like a bigger dude. Yeah, but like his." his music videos are always very, like, opera-y in mm -hmm. looks. So he does, yeah. He's always got, like, makeup and stuff on. Uh, but, yeah, he's at the Meatloaf. <laughs> That's the first celebrity cameo is fucking Meatloaf. <laughs> is he the guy that Garth couldn't get in, so he fucking rigged up a tranquilizer or some shit and shocked the bouncer? No. that They were both let in. They were friends of the... They're, like, local celebrities. But the guy that oh, Garth okay. sh shocked is just some random guy who threw him. <laughs> like, it was just some random guy. <laughs> Oh. And then gotcha. that was just to show Garth can make things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then but then dude, the new the other band comes up and uh the lead singer is a girl who's shredding on guitar and singing. And Wayne just falls in love as fucking Dreamweaver starts playing. <laughs> and she fucking her voice is phenomenal oh, yeah? dude she is rocking it yeah, she actually sung that too i guess the actress according to my nice my i was wondering here. well i was gonna say it it didn't look like lip syncing but sometimes they can do it really well i was hoping it was really her because she was phenomenal oh yeah i mean 
that's what Wikipedia said, and I guess it could be wrong. I didn't. I like. I don't. I sometimes fact check, check stuff, but there's just so many things it's hard to do it. And, right. You know, it's not like we're saying that like. I don't know. The femur's not real. <laughs> you know, like a medical thing. <laughs> so I don't feel too bad about not triple checking stuff. Uh, but Wikipedia is mm-hmm. mostly trusting nowadays. So. Yeah, it says she performed all of her own songs in the film. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Gary Wright, the person who wrote and sings Dreamweaver, that he recorded that version specifically for this movie. Nice. Like he he did that for for Mike Myers. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> Gary Wright's just like, dude, I love your bits on SNL. Can I rewrite that for you? Because <laughs> I don't know. Well, and that and the. The lead singer, actress Tia Carrera, she apparently turned down a role in Baywatch in order to audition for this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Her character's name is Cassandra. Yeah, but then and she like stays with them basically throughout the movie oh, after yeah. this point. Yeah, well, like yeah, cause she's off and on because in he, the movie uh, he asks her out. He's like, "Can can we see each other?" And she's like, "Well, if you have five dollars, I'll be at this venue this weekend or like next weekend." And he gives him a flyer and walks away. Uh, because it's like his dream girl. She can sing, she can rock, and then she also like kicks the shit out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, she just beats the fuck out of somebody. Just, like, yeah, <laughs> kicks him. Uh, it's so he's, it's, dude, she's also so fucking funny. <laughs> so like everyone in this movie is so then funny. fucking Rob Lowe, I don't remember if it's this scene or later on, Rob Lowe comes up to her and also asks her for a mo- for like, it wants her to be in the TV show. Like on the producer thing. Yeah, that's the um. I think that's the the that weekend. It's, it's like a few scenes later. It's when they go to the second showing of it. Yes. Uh, because right now we this is where we get the uh, Roblo and his his like assistant. One of my favorite quotes from this scene from that scene was when Garth said, "He makes me feel kind of funny." Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I can't find the guy's name, but it's like Russell or something. Um is like always with Rob Lowe. He's just like his like little lackey. Um But anyway, Rob Lowe f- like goes to them and he's like, Hey, I got a proposition for you and they go out to like a fucking tiki bar. <laughs> Because Rob's like, do you guys? Yeah, know it's what? called. What is it called? Daddy O's. It's called Daddy Q's. I think. And, and Rob's like, do you guys know anywhere nice we can sit down? They <laughs> go to a tiki bar. Beautifully Midwest joke right there. So good. Because it's like, yeah, what's the most fancy thing in town? The tiki bar in Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking Garth has the biggest fucking <laughs> glass like of big, whatever. It's like a big old mojito or something. Yeah. But he's like, oh, we're going to, I'll give you $5,000 each to, you know, sign these contracts and, you know, make the show for me. Which in today's money is like $14,000, by the way. Yeah. Which, well, and, and then, and then Mike Myers grabs the contract and he, he's like, he's trying to sound professional about it. He's like, let me just peruse this real quick. And he just, like, pretends to read all the legal jargon. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, I like that. Okay, I like what you did here. Okay. And they're like, so do you want our lawyers okay. to meet up? And Garth's like, oh, we don't have a lawyer. He tried to screw us over. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking jail for you. I'm not going to jail for you. 
<laughs> and they're both just like, um, okay. <laughs> and then that's where he has his like sidebar bit where he's like, isn't this guy kind of fishy? Also, here's a, two, here's a one minute rant on Twilight Zone. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the, and then we get the club scene. Um, where they're watching Cassandra perform. But they again. sign the contract. Yes, and they sign the contracts and they get their checks. Yeah, and then they go celebrate because they got the check. They keep singing, "We got the, we got the check." <laughs> they kept and they kept. They were running, jumping around, singing, "We got five thousand dollars." <laughs> I'm like, bro, didn't dollars. you get ten thousand? You should have got ten thousand. Uh, well, they each got five thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. Um. And they're they're going to the club, and they're just like, and that guy, one of their friends, comes up, and he's like, "I love you, man. I love you, man." This is all he says. He goes up to Garth, and he's like, "I love you." Garth's like, "Thanks." (laughs) Turns around. (laughs) It's so hard to explain why Garth's funny without watching this movie. It's just the way he delivers it, and just the way he moves his body is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's not trying yeah. to be funny. Like the character's not trying to be funny. <laughs> no, he's like adorably awkward and anxiety ridden. Nerdy and dorky and <laughs> Yes, yes. It's like if he's not if he's in a social situation without Gar- without Wayne, he he like is super even more out. nervous, yeah. <laughs> um And yeah, this is where Rob Lowe like is like, Hey Cassandra, I wanna do your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to see the actual like they're like in the in the studio practicing. Uh, yeah, and and also uh, when uh, Wayne starts hitting on the lead singer again, and he starts throwing all these one liners at him, and one of them was, uh, I don't know what the whole sentence was, but I wrote intensity in ten cities. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says a bunch of stuff like that, and he just starts speaking to her in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he learned Cantonese just to talk to her. <laughs> and then they just start—they just literally have a conversation in Cantonese about Stacy. <laughs> and then, like the captions are like extremely like long, exquisite dialogue that yeah. there's no fucking way he would have been able to learn all that. And then, like I wrote, I wrote it down. One of them it says the captions says. The irony is I feel partly responsible for her self-nullifying behavior. <laughs> yeah. Just completely ridiculous vocabulary. And then at one point he says like two sounds. And then he just looks at the camera and lets the captions <laughs> yeah, run it's for like 10 three seconds. Sentences. It's like a whole paragraph. <laughs> and it's honestly like, uh, you know, you would think that like that Stacy is the butt of the joke, but it's not because Wayne or anybody's mean to her. Because like they, they aren't mean to her. Even when she's being, you know, kind of abrasive. Um, yeah. Because at one point she like gets in a bike accident and like they're like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like they're like, you know, they don't even like laugh. <laughs> I did, dude. Well, when well me she too. Fucking... But, but Wayne and Garth did <laughs> she it. fucking <laughs> hit that car so hard. <laughs> she's all right. Oh, oh she said so fuck because Gar- yeah, Garth tells her to get over him, and so she just starts making out with a random guy. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things said in that conversation is Cassandra's like, "Have you tried being more direct?" And he's like, "I have never been more direct with anyone in my entire life." 
<laughs> he Hayes tells her straight up. He's like, no, please stop. Uh, but yeah, then we get the control room stuff and like uh, Russell's going over like what to do in the control room, like, you know, how we count down and stuff. And dude, that whole like scene that was like, it, it's so funny of them like practicing counting and then like he gets on the phone he's with... like nodding his head at the wrong time he's yeah. like counting along with them and they're like no wayne stop counting also, we can see you on the camera before they go down they're just like looking at the equipment and russell's on the phone with with benjamin and he's just like they're just pretending to be airline pilots <laughs> and russell tells him to stop but he keeps going he's like <laughs> fuck I think I figured out what what physical comedy I like, and it's whatever this is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then then they get the uh, they're they, they're playing with their green screen, mm-hmm. and they're like going through different places in the U.S. and they're like, and now we're in New York, and, and Garth's like, we're in New York, and I got a gun. Let's go to the theater. <laughs> what does that mean? Did he say that? Yes. What does that fucking mean? Oh no! What does that fucking mean? Like we're in Delaware, man. We're here. Welcome to Delaware. Because nothing's in Delaware. (laughs) Nothing's in Delaware. Uh, we I think we skipped it. The first scene where they're sitting on their car watching the airplanes. Did we skip that scene? Oh yeah. Um. It's somewhere in here. Yeah. yeah. It, this is They're my just sitting on an airplane. My runway. second favorite scene. Like I always, I dude, it's all, it's like 90% ad libbed. It's the last scene they filmed in the whole movie was that scene. Yeah. Nice. And dude, when they're talking and Garth's like, do you ever think, do you think that I think I wrote it down. Let me find <laughs> Wayne. You ever thought of Bugs Bunny was, a, was attractive in women's clothing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wayne's like, no. <laughs> Did he fucking... Garth goes, yeah, me either. <laughs> how did he keep a straight face, dude? Dude, because like Mike Myers uh, I don't know laughed. how anyone can <laughs> <sighs> the I guess they were... Because they, they were waiting for the plane to fly over. Like, they were just waiting. So... They were just fucking shooting the shit in character. Oh god, I I was wondering because I'll make jokes similar to that all the time, where I'll just say something yeah. outrageous and then someone will be like, "No, I'll be like, oh yeah, no, me either." I was, I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, um, and this is kind of the part where Benjamin starts. Like kind of trying to like split them up. Yeah, you you really start hammering that he's oh he's a bad guy. He's slimy. He's not a cool guy. Yeah. It's like at first I was like kind of into it. I was like, okay, he's you know he's producing their TV slow he, he TV show. He's got a good way with words. He's kind of funny. Like I like I was into it, but then it's like oh he's the villain. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then we get another date with Cassandra and Wayne, and they go to the guitar store to buy the the Holy Gra- Grail of guitars. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the big white one, 
And Garth is just there. For no reason, he's just there. And he starts playing a fucking whole-ass drum solo. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. And he's, like, so good. Yeah, apparently that he did that. Like, Dana Carvey did that. The actor? Yeah. Like, nice. he could actually play drums, I guess. <laughs> Which I thought Sick. was cool. But it just, it's, it has nothing to do with the plot, Matthew. <laughs> it's no, a, and not at all. It's a cutaway gag. It's just a completely <laughs> random... But yeah, he buys the Vanderbilt. I think that's what they call it. Uh, no, he, he, I don't remember what they call the guitar, but he buys it finally. Because um, he well, first he tries to play "Stairway to Heaven," and that's not a, that's illegal in a guitar store. But he plays the first one second, and they're like, "Stop!" <laughs> Here, let me play my "How May I Help You" chord. <laughs> the shopper comes up. How can I help you? How can I help you? <laughs> Yeah, they get it, and then um, I think this is where we have the 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 like another diner scene where Garth flies backwards. <laughs> yes, yeah, and like has like his whole like he's like daydream of him walking and up to the girl singing. <laughs> what did he say? It must be part? somewhere around here where 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 Rob Lowe's is Rob Lowe in this one where they try to talk about the sponsor thing. I think that it's good. Yeah, it's around here. Coming up, because that's where I wrote down next. Yeah, it's either before or after the gratuitous sex scene. Yeah, I think it's before. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and talk, talk. Tell me about it. Tell me about Rob Lowe's. Oh, yeah, so he he's telling him that there's going to be a sponsor, and he's like, well, we don't do sponsorships. We're not sellouts. Oh, fuck. They're like, well, you scene. signed a contract. <laughs> They're like, you signed a contract, so like you have to. He's like, we don't bow down to corporate. And then he just holds up a Pizza Hut box. <laughs> starts eating it. <laughs> and then, he cuts and then Garth is, they're going back and forth. Garth, he also eats Doritos <laughs> camera. And he's like, mm. yeah, he holds up a whole bag of Doritos. And then he cuts to Garth. And, and Garth is all holding Reebok. like a Pepsi. Garth's wearing all Reebok. Yeah, yeah. It's he sad that people are in Pepsi. here for the money, money dude. <laughs> Yeah, the can of Pepsi. Um, also, ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, it was some ibuprofen brand. Yeah, and it like also little yellow pills. It they was in black and they white. even cut to his hands. Yeah, the, everything was black and white except for the bright yellow pills. <laughs> and Roblo keeps talking but stops and lets them say it. It's so funny. Yeah, brilliant dude. That's brilliant. That's a fucking brilliant scene. Because not only do, I did I that. want Pizza Hut and Pepsi afterwards. <laughs> It was so funny, and they probably it probably was real sponsors. Like it was probably real ad placement oh, too. I'm sure it was. It's almost as good as the Dunkachino one. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, it's up there with my favorite product placement scenes. <laughs> but yeah, then they have the gratuitous sex scene. It's not a real sex scene. They just call it gratuitous sex scene. And the caption <laughs> just flashes show up at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it happens like it a does in the times. actual Wayne's World show. It's so funny. That stuff's so it's so corny, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well and then mike myers like see he like looks at the camera and looks down at the caption he's like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then he see he puts on a bra and he's like it's your birthday mr president <laughs> he's trying to make her laugh because she's on an important phone call <laughs> and then wayne and garth go to an alice cooper show hell yeah it's fucking alice cooper baby actual real life Alice Cooper concert 
and it's playing uh, "Be My Frankenstein." Hell yeah! I, I saw Alice Cooper live. They op- he opened for uh, Motley Crue's first final tour back in 2015. That's cool. He's always looked old though, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what Christiana said. She's like, has he always looked old? And I think, I think so. <laughs> That'd be probably the drug. You know what? He had a good time, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they're like, they're like, let's go backstage. And they like go the wrong way. And that's where they see Chris Farley's character and they get the exposition about Mr. Sharp. Um. Yes, they accidentally just leave the concert and go outside. Yeah, and then they find Alice Cooper in the back in like the green room, and they're 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 talking to him, and he just like starts spouting off like historical facts about Milwaukee. Yeah, like he's a fucking college professor, oh, just yeah. being so intelligent and well spoken. Alice Cooper does so good too. He commits to the bit. Oh, it's so funny. Hell yeah, that's I love it. I love when celebrity cameos just commit to the bit. Yeah, and then that's when they start talking all smart, and then Wayne and Garth are just like, we're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. We are scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. that That's like the catchphrase. That's like the quote people think of about this movie. Yes. Um, it's also during this part where Garth is walking around Rob Lowe's... Uh, must have been before the Alice Cooper concert because I I wrote I wrote it down. Yeah. Rob uh Garth is walking around Rob Lowe's uh, uh apartment because Rob Lowe like takes them yes. to his apartment. Yeah, I, I forgot to write that down, but yeah. And he he's walking around and he picks up Rob Lowe's journal and it's like on his to do list: find a TV show and exploit it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who sucks forever that is. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like three books on his couch about how to pick up chicks. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Cassandra's not falling for any of it, though. <laughs> no. And then also, it cuts to a scene of them driving in, in Wayne's car, and they have, like, a fucking Twizzler candy cutter on the ceiling. Yeah, they do. And then he, uh, they go, it cuts to their shoot, uh, and they're, like, shooting the first run, and they have their sponsor on. Because in the contract, yeah, and they have like a on. whole theme. They have a whole new like intro theme song yep. that they didn't tell Wayne and Garth about, and like a bunch of stuff that they're both like, "This isn't right." Yeah, and uh, and, and bef- before they go on, he the, uh, Roblo's or Benjamin's assistant goes down and gives them like cue cards, and they're like, "Just read the card, man. Just just read the card." He's like, "Can I get a marker to take notes?" And then he fucking gives them a marker, like he's yeah. not gonna do something. <laughs> Like, you idiot. Obviously, he's going to do something. I mean, to be fair, they were being a little annoying about the sponsor thing because it was five, it would be like five minutes of their show and they get a whole fucking thing. Like, right. the other stuff, I I completely, that would be bad. Like, if, for example, that happened to us and they just started creatively changing tons of stuff, um, that right. would upset me too. But if, if our, like, sponsor who just gave us 10 grand was like, hey, uh, this guy wants to come on and talk about his arcade machines for five minutes. I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you gonna keep doing? But it was it? like in the logo too. Like oh, yes. it was like part, that part of sucked. the title now. Yeah, yeah. Because he owns like all the arcade machines in the Chicago Tri-State area or whatever. 
Yeah, Noah's Arcade. Yeah, his wife named it. And she just she just she just said it one day. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of little jokes that we're skipping over because I want people to watch it because it's it's pretty fucking funny. Like it's pr- there joke there's almost like constantly a joke happening. Um it's very well written. It's very witty. Yes. But it's like still telling a story, but it's still also like a fever dream, <laughs> which is so hard to do right, and they they did it. I think so. I agree. Um, but yeah, they humiliate him by saying he doesn't have a penis. <laughs> they yeah they write they write notes on the back of the car of the cue cards, and he like holds them up to the camera. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's laughing, <laughs> dude. Also, I gotta mention it though. Um, one of the one of their friends is the on the camera. He's working one of the cameras, and the guy's wife is talking to him. And she goes, hey, do I scare you? And she's like, no. He's like, do you want me to? <laughs> just just random shit like Dude, that. I had a pause because Christiana was laughing too hard. <laughs> and I just, I've, we've said it, like, we've watched it like five hours ago. We have said it to each other like four times already today. <laughs> He's like walking by, do I scare you? <laughs> I'm going to say it to Rachel, see what she says. Do I scare you? Do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, your wife's a babe. <laughs> dude, Cassandra's Abraham Lincoln, dude. <laughs> yes, they do call it. They call her a few things, but I don't remember. I didn't Baby write source the rest of them down. <laughs> yeah, just random shit. Yeah, hey, you know what? I was like, this could be really gross, but they're just calling her a babe. Like, there's no. It's not like they don't mention like her boobs or anything they're just like she's a babe dude <laughs> like yeah hell yeah <laughs> um Roblos gets fucking pissed off yeah. at waiting for doing that yeah and like fires him yeah and then tells Garth he's like you're off. gonna fire me over that fine <laughs> and then he just leaves yeah and yeah and he doesn't say anything to Garth he just leaves yeah. cold turkey and then Garth is like super thrown off and has no idea how to continue the show without him. <laughs> and then they get into an they get then they get into an argument. Garth and Wayne get into an argument later about it, and Garth mm-hmm. is like saying how Cassandra's probably cheating on him because Benjamin's so cool. Yeah. And uh then Wayne just they get in a fight, leaves, and then he immediately goes and yells at Cassandra. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, during, I wrote down, I thought it was really funny that they are back and forth during the argument. They were just like, he's like, I'm leaving. Fine. Go then. I'm gone. Okay. And they do that, like, three times. Go then. I'm gone. All right. I am. Go then. It's like they were they were each waiting for the other one to say, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then outside of Cassandra uh, Place. Yeah, because... Because Wayne, Wayne kind of like is kind of a little bit crappy to not a little bit. She he's pretty yeah. crappy to Cassandra in their confrontation. Yeah, he, he just kind of just accuses her. He yeah, he was kind of a sexist asshole. He just says that though she's she she basically is getting this cool music video because she fucked him. Um, yeah, which is completely wrong. I mean, her whole character is like not it has nothing to do with her looks. Like she is complete. She's just completely talented in everything that she's trying to do. Yeah. Um, yes. and, I, and when he gets outside, I think he re- the character realizes that too. He's like, "I fuck, 
fuck. Because, like, the camera, like, goes to yeah. leave when he's bitching, and he's like, all right, come back, you're right, I'll fix it. <laughs> and just goes into, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight with your best friend, or, like, a close friend, and, like, you just didn't talk to each other for, like, a day, and then you find him, and you just sit next to him, and you're like, hey. Hey. <laughs> That's what they did. I'm sorry. Sorry for being a dick. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Buds? Buds. Right on, right on. <laughs> totally fine. You know what? I've never done that personally, but I have watched seven-year-olds do that, and it's exactly like that. It's very funny. Yeah, I used to do that um, with my old best friend. Um, Like, we're not best friends anymore, but we, when we would get into arguments, that's what would happen, is like we wouldn't talk to each other for like a day, and then one of us would just come up and be like, I'm, I was a dick, my bad. And it would be like, Instantly fine. Um, yeah. Like me, me and Shane uh, when I worked that. At, <laughs> yeah, when I worked at the after-school program one time, they, I had to separate these two kids just started, like, going at it, like, hitting each other. Yeah. And, like, I had to, like, grab one of the kids and, like, move him away. And then we brought him inside, and they just, like, sat at separate tables, just arms crossed, just, <laughs> just like, not looking at each other. <laughs> and I went over and talked one-on-one with one kid, and then I talked one-on-one -on -one with the other kid. And then I just sat there just to see what would happen because I couldn't just leave him alone. Yeah. And then eventually they just, like, started looking at each other. And then the other one would look back and they'd be like, no. <laughs> and he would, they, would, they would, like, look to see if the other one's looking. And then when they made eye, eye contact, they would like, nope, I'm not looking at you. And then they just started laughing. Yeah. That... And then they're like, yeah, we're cool now. And then they hugged it out. I mean, that's just, that's why I personally, like, if, if I hurt someone's feelings or if I was mean, I, I try to apologize. Um, unless I don't, yeah. unless I don't mean it, you know, like if it was, I think, just deserved. But like, I think even me and you have gotten to like little arguments where like we were kind of mean to each other. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You're like, okay. <laughs> like, you're like, you're right. We're good. <laughs> so. Well, I can't even honestly think of like, I know sometimes we'll like, I, I I guess I can't sometimes tell the difference between like, um, a playful argument and a like a real argument. <laughs> a, a playful. Because I just a, assume a playful argument with me is like in the first part of the show where you corrected me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but like I can't think of a time where like I would have actually made you mad, but maybe I did and I just didn't know. Uh, well, we talked about it. It was like last week when you didn't read the fucking text message, Shane. <laughs> you kept asking the same questions over and over <laughs> again. I was genuinely mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> but like I realized like I was overreacting. Like I was, it was, I was just to like feel a little annoyed, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, like you should just read them, but also like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just for context, we were planning something and he kept asking questions that we had already talked about. Five messages above it. <laughs> it was definitely more than five. There was like oh. 20 messages in a row, and I was just couldn't roll. Decipher, decipher at all. Stop I being tried a boomer to skim for five through seconds. it, but I missed. <laughs> I got to sit here for two minutes and actually read all these yeah, texts. These, I can get the gist of it. This text from the people I care about and love. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Just so uh, this one's just for Aaron. I know he doesn't listen, but if he ever does, um, it's just because Matthew has muted his his conversation with us, and that's why he never responds. So. I literally have never <laughs> muted a text. 
uh, iPhone just like the last update or two like let it let us do that to group messages, but Android's always been able to do it. But my sister put iPhone didn't let you mute texts. No, that's insane. I don't know why it just never added it. I mean, you could probably turn off notification all notifications, Overall. but just like to mute to mute a specific texting yeah. chain. It, it's been in the past like year or two. It's been added. Um, because I just did, I had to do weird. it recently because my sister started a group chat with ten people, and they were all over the age of like fifty, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That's messed up. I mean, well, I, I get in the arguments with my it. brother too. You what? Because my brother like turned off all of his notifications because he was stuck in a group chat that just was constantly getting notifications for twenty four seven. So he just turned off all of his notifications. And so now he like never responds to anybody. And that was like two years ago, and he's not turned him on. Does and I'm like, bro, turn on your fucking no. But Android lets you that's do the worst it. Part. <laughs> it's like, bro, that's what you fifty percent of what you use your phone for is texting. Oh. Turn on your fucking notifications. <laughs> I also saw because you posted pictures with your family on Facebook. Um, I yeah. saw your brother for the first time, and he looks like an alternate reality you. Um. And that was so funny to see. Like, didn't like he's just taller. He taller, and he's wearing a Rick and, and Morty a shirt. More built. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, his girl, his partner had dark hair. <laughs> it's like yours has light. Yes, and doesn't wear glasses. His didn't wear glasses. I was like, Christian, look at uh... it's alternate reality, Matthew. <laughs> the multiverse is happening. It's funny. I told him you said that. It didn't look like you guys looked like you guys looked like a happy family. I just, I just, it was like endearing. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, I no, mean? I got you for sure. Because like, yes, you know, some brothers don't look at all alike. <laughs> like, yes, we, yeah, me and him and my dad all look very much alike. That's cool. I kind of look like my dad, but like, I have red hair, but he has darker hair. He kind of looks more like Bob. My dad Saget. just can't grow facial hair. <laughs> yeah, my my dad couldn't either until he was like. But my dad couldn't do this for you. Yeah, my dad when he was younger looked like Bob Saget, like younger Bob Saget. My blood dad, right. not my not my current, my, my not my like, yeah, real dad, like my blood dad. Hey, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, comedy, fantasy, all of the above, or maybe you're just the little guy, just a little goofball, a little rowdy on occasion, then maybe, just maybe, the Encounter Table is the podcast made for you. We are a D&D real play podcast that posts every other Wednesday. Come check us out for absolutely free on Spotify. Garth started stabbing a bunch of donuts. Yeah, that happens right before he walks in. <laughs> and Glenn, the the bartender, says that he says the, the, the wound thing with the stabbing and, and the, the steam. Just, just two random people at a table. Uh, and then they. Come this up, is when they just kind of make up, right? They, yeah, they make up instantly, and then they start like he starts formulating a plan where he's gonna like hack into a security drone and like find the find Mister Big's limo and and then send a send the show to him and like he's going through Chicago right now, so we should catch him at the right time. And then he turns to the camera and says, "Aren't we lucky? We were there to get all that information. It seemed really random at the time." <laughs> Beautiful callback. It seemed impertinent. <laughs> um, and also, they just like open a door that looks like a janitor's closet, and there's a whole fucking like James Bond scene going on in there. Oh, what's this, Wayne? I don't know. I just wanted to open a door to see, to see people training like they're in a James Bond movie. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's the most random shit ever. 
oh dude it's so silly but like it doesn't feel it's like jarring from, but that's like no it doesn't from but it's like something from Spaceballs. yeah <laughs> um and then they split up because he has to go get cassandra in chicago um and because she's filming a video with the snake <laughs> yeah which feels very like like benjamin is like forcing her to like do it this way yeah, she's like kind of scantily dressed and everything. Well, yeah, he's making her. He's putting the sex forward thing, um, right? And then they're like, he can. Well, before Wayne gets there, he gets pulled over by a cop, um, which was just the Terminator from Terminator Two. Yes, <laughs> fucking, it's literally just the T one thousand. Have you seen he this child? Up a picture. <laughs> And he, and he freaks out. He's like, oh, my God, no. My wife's like, what is that? And I'm like, that, she's only seen the first one. And I was like, dude, that's Terminator. Has she never seen T2? I uh, know. I think she watched the first one with me. The T2 is so... It's so good. I watched Terminator 2 way before I saw the first Why? one. Why? Because I was a kid, and oh, I just okay. like, saw it. <laughs> I thought you did it recently. I'm like, but, like, <laughs> no. I was like, but then I saw math? the first one, and I was just like... <laughs> But then I saw the first one and I was just like, why is he a bad guy? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they build. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's a bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, the first one's the first one's a good movie. The second one's a fucking great movie. And the third one is okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they kinda, have seen the they third kinda one. They kind of all once. just like that's like a, every movie is either good or bad. Like it's never like it's it's such a roller coaster because I've seen there's like eight of them. Um, yeah. I saw the new. I saw one of the newest ones with Emily Clark, the Denari- Terminator Genesis. That one was great. So I don't know what the fuck was going on with that series. <laughs> Is that the one where he's like an old man? He's like really old, and he like jumps into a helicopter and explodes or something. I don't remember the ending of it, but he is an old man. Uh, but they kind of played up like he's just like he's just running. His he's just like his circuits are getting like they're just he's re- yeah. What's it called when electronics break down? Like decommissioning or something, you know what I mean? Like, scary, yeah. but he still has a shotgun and he uses one hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> they uh, he confronts Cassandra and has this Oscar clip where he's crying <laughs> and getting her back. And he fucking, is there even really film in this camera? And slams it open and all the film pours out for like <laughs> 45 seconds. Two minutes. Oh. That one got that Christiana. Was good. That one got her real good. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, the, the duo, after Benjamin shows his true colors and pushes his wiener on her, <laughs> they, they, they leave back to Aurora. And it cuts to Garth, and they are sneaking into the the studio to steal some equipment. And that's where we see Russell, and Russell like catches them, and he's holding the the flashlight like a gun. Flashlight, Garth, yeah. <laughs> put the flashlight down, Russell. Come on. <laughs> it's like a hostage situation. He's like trying to negotiate with them. He's like, "Come on, Benjamin's not your friend, man." If Benjamin was ice cream, he'd be Persis, Persis Hicks and Dick. And then takes it and like fucking takes it apart like a gun. <laughs> oh, hold on, everyone. Yeah, oh. and he throws it on the ground. Oh, oh he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's good. 
<laughs> I loved that. <laughs> Dana Carvey is so. What good. else is he in? Um, I think he's in a ton of stuff. Let me look real quick. IMDb. Um, he was on SNL too. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, uh... let's see. He was in. He's known for Wayne's World. He was uh the master in the Master of Disguise. Uh, he was the. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Wow, I like that movie too. Uh, he was in Wayne's World too. Um, let's see. What else? Where's like his full thing? Here we go. Oh, he was in Jack and Jill. Yes, he was. He played him himself in Jack and Jill. Remember, I said it was like his first first appearance since in like forever. Yes. yes. Um, he's yes, in yeah. Hotel Transylvania too. He plays Dana. Um, he's in one episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> he's in one episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Hmm, I don't recognize any of these other movies though. He was Pops in The Secret Life of Pets. Halloween Two. That's right. He was the church lady on SNL, which is one of my favorite skits from SNL. It's so funny. But I think yeah. he just stopped acting for. He just stopped. He probably just made enough money, and he's mm -hmm. like, "I'm good." <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I just like doing it. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if this podcast starts making me making us tons of money. If I'll stop doing. If I'll stop doing a podcast, I'll probably just start paying an editor. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like keep keep recording and. I mean, I like the editing process, but if I didn't have to do it, it I could so make long. more stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Plus, I've it would, you know. Side note: It would be really cool for something I'm doing like this. It, it's something I've always wanted to do: is to not only make something popular where like all my friends can showcase how funny they are, um, but also provide like jobs for people. That'd be that would feel yeah. so good. Like having like an editor, and we could be like, um, oh, hey, hey, editor, editor, F Philippine or Philip or whatever, put in, put in a fart noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like at the like on fucking Game Grumps. <laughs> yeah, on Game Grumps or um, Beery, put in a whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, they get, they hop in the van, all of them, and the I love you, man, does it again. <laughs> and but to Russell this time. And then they, then we get to the ending here, and uh, Cassandra plays, and she's singing Ballroom Blitz. And then at the end of it, um, the uh, Mr. Big, or Mr. Sharp walks in, and is like, you know, you're so good, like, you're good and you're beautiful, but I, I we're going to have to not take you right now. And then Roblo comes in and, like, says something mean. And then everything starts catching on fire, and then Stacy's pregnant, <laughs> and everything explodes. Garth's dead, <laughs> and then Garth comes up. They're all covered in soot, and Garth's like, "Come on, let's let no, no." It cuts to Rob Lowe and him and Cassandra are like fucking, like now. Yeah, and they cut. They come in from the side of the screen. They're like, "Did you think that was gonna be the ending? That sucked." And then Garth's like, let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Repeats again, but this time. 
they this guy pulls it. Rob Logue is being held back, and they peel his skin off, and it's the fucking guy from the beginning of the movie <laughs> that we saw one time. The owner of the haunted amusement park. Oh yeah, yeah. Old man Schmitty. He's in the he's in the first like ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> they just pull off Rob Lowe's head. <laughs> yeah. And Wayne's like, okay, how about we do the mega happy ending? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were gonna go like five times. I would have watched it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the mega happy ending is like the canon ending or whatever for the movie. You know. Yeah. Cassandra gets a six they, record they deal did. and which sounds insane, a six-album deal, like, from not having any. Yeah, usually it's, like, two or something, but... Yeah, and then and then the band member keeps saying I love you to people, and then Rob Lowe's assistant is, like... He's like, I learned in a very important lesson this time. Two men can have plutonic love. <laughs> I love you. I thought it was going to be, like, a, a gay joke at first. <laughs> you know what I mean? And nope. Nope. I, like, I was, it was even more funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it, it, and then it ends. Kind of cuts, it cuts to the, the credits. And they stay there. Did you stay the whole time? Yeah, I was watching it. There's yeah. an end credit scene. I figured they would do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do we do now? And, oh my god, there were so many, there were so many music credits at the end. Oh yeah, dude. I have the soundtrack. Um, like I have, I have some bits about it. Like it was. I don't. I don't good... think I've seen a movie that has as many musical credits at the end. Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I think the whole characters of Wayne's World was about music, so. I mean, the second movie yes, is they're putting on like a, a festival. That's what the second movie is about. Nice. So, um, yeah. And then it, the last joke of the movie is like, "So what do we do now, Wayne? I guess we just sit here. They're probably gonna cut to black on us." And it cuts to black, and Garth's like, I "Can't believe they did that." <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends, yeah, dude. That's good. Final, final thoughts. I really liked it. I'm so happy. <laughs> I think so like there's this movie and Tommy Boy and like Mallrats is like all kind of the same genre of like similar genres of comedy. Yeah, like like stoner goofy guy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I think in a weird way, I think I liked I think I liked Tommy Boy a little bit more. That's fair. Maybe. I don't know. But I liked this movie too. This movie this movie got me a few times where I was just like it like it made me like laugh out loud a few several different times. But so did Tommy Boy. But Yeah. So uh what is your, your final rating then? I don't remember what I rated the other movies, but I think I'm gonna give this one a you want me to tell you? solid seven. Seven out of ten. But seven. yeah, what did I rate the other ones? Tommy Boy was a six. Oh. Well, that doesn't change anything for me though. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, we're allowed to change our opinions. So. I'm still 
I'm still giving this one a seven. Maybe I liked it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I like I I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I like this movie than more. I like this movie more than Tommy Boy. Um, yeah. I think Tommy Boy tells a better story than this movie. I agree. But, but this movie's not about the story. But this movie is more funny. If Tommy, I, I mean, Tommy was funny, but this movie is like, there's a lot more character work with uh, Chris Farley and um, uh, Richard. Um, yes. Like, what's that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, Richard. Uh, the movie it held up so well. Like, it, I think maybe there was like maybe one or two jokes that didn't hold up, but like. And they weren't even that bad, really. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just a few things that were like, mm, but like they were said in a way where the character even looked stupid saying it. So it's also like, is that just irony? Um, like I was laughing constantly. I had a smile the whole time. To a beautiful comedy, wonderful physical comedy, hilarious, hilarious irony, good meta jokes where it wasn't overused. Um, I think overall, I, I gave Tommy Boy an eight out of ten. I'm giving this an eight out of ten as well. Eight out of ten. Way to go! But this would be an eight point five if we did that. So it's just mm-hmm. an eight out of ten. But like in our tier list that we'll do eventually, it's gonna be like a rank step of, up, like right above Tommy Boy. Um, they both hold the same place in my heart, but for slightly different reasons. Um, but like they like it's like that Venn diagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, eight out of ten. And seven out of ten is fair. That's fair, dude. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you liked it because I. I. It's just one of those movies that I I watched growing up, um, a lot, and then like me and my friends would watch it a lot, drinking and stuff. So it, I haven't seen it in a good while. So it was just kind of nice to watch it, and then, I don't know. It kind of brings back those feelings, not necessarily any memories, but like. Yeah. Yeah. The nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I, I weirdly, I saw a lot of, uh, the cat in the hat in this movie. Like I saw a lot of like, oh, that's where he got that from. Like that he says stuff in cat in the hat that like sounds like it came from this movie. Yeah. All of his characters are like, you could throw it. It's like how Nicolas Cage, you can kind of like how, how crazy he is defines how his characters are going to be, but they're all kind of similar. His is like mm-hmm. how how outrageous like the line it's an outrageous line instead of a you know crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I I cat that holds up. I watched that last year and it still holds up. It's pretty funny. Okay, I love that movie. Uh, we have to do. I think we should. Ha- we have to do at some point. Have to do Austin Powers because we got to see. And I'm I'm afraid because <laughs> I gonna I don't want it to break my heart. I don't think it's gonna break my heart as bad as as the first one though you know what i mean as yes i I agree with you um okay but anyway i'm gonna rattle off some fun facts before i get into the budget um came out in 1992 in the winter um well february it's the winter for us but i don't know if it's the rest of the world uh it's about 95 minutes fucking good hour and a half movie perfect length it's pg-13 so like most of the family could watch it like rowan watched most of it and it was fine um the music was by J. Peter Robinson. He done a few things like Encino Man, Police Story one through four, and Godzilla two thousand. 
Uh, that's really the only big things he did. He's done a ton of stuff, but it's lots of little stuff. Um, the budget is tw- was $20 million at the time, which is about $42 million now. Because a million in 1992 is about $2 million now. <laughs> um, right. So the opening U.S. Double yeah, the opening U.S. weekend was eighteen point one million, uh, inflated to thirty eight million. Uh, so it almost made its entire budget back the first three days. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Nice. total was one hundred twenty one point seven or two hundred fifty five point six million. Elsewhere was about sixty one or one twenty eight million. Uh, the total was three hundred eight three hundred eighty four dollars <laughs> million dollars inflated. So, it had a pretty profit, solid numbers. Had a profit of three hundred and sixty-two point five million dollars. Yeah, get it, goddamn. Um, it was in theaters with uh, fried green tomatoes, JFK, Hook, and the Adams Family, and this fried green tomatoes. Yeah. What is that? Um, it's another comedy. My wife loves it. I've never seen it. Um. Also, this this weekend, it's President Day's, President's Day weekend, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. The Great Mouse Detective by Disney. It was its first oh. weekend as well, and it beat out that. That's a good one. Yeah, because uh, it was number seen one. That. I have not. It was in theater for forty six weeks, Matthew. It was in the top five for five. It was weeks in top one for five weeks. <laughs> wow. And uh, it was in the top 10 for 15 of those 46 weeks. And the lowest number it made in those 15 weeks was like, in those like 16, 17 weeks I went through was like $700,000. Dude, man, I, it, it was the uh, eighth highest grossing film of 92 and uh, the highest grossing of the 11 Saturday Night Live skit movies. And it was only the second one that ever came out. So, like, it took that crown and then just kept it forever. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen many of those movies. Uh, the SNL movies? Yeah. Not really, no. Just just the ones that you've shown me. Like, the Tom, obviously, Tommy Boy. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones there even are. Well, Tommy like, Boy's, I've seen Anchorman. If that counts. It doesn't. Tommy Boy's not even an SNL movie. They are just from the, the cast. Ah. Uh, gotcha. Like the Blues Brothers, Coneheads, It's Pat. That's SNL movie? Yeah. I have actually, I've not watched it beginning to end, but I have seen most of the movie Coneheads with, what's his face? Dan Aykroyd. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, also yeah. in the Blues I have, Brothers. I am familiar with that movie. Yes, he's one of the Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also Blues Brothers 2000, A Night at Night at the Roxbury, which we will probably do this year because it's another movie I really like. Um, Chris Catano, Will Ferrell, uh, Superstar, which I've I have have I seen this movie? I don't know. Um, there's and then MacGruber, which I also really like. MacGruber. Have you seen that movie? It's like the uh, I've heard of it. That's the like parody of MacGyver. At one point, he's fucking a ghost, dude. I'll never forget it, dude. Wait. It's so funny. I don't even. That's all I remember from that movie is him fucking his dead wife as a ghost. Isn't that like a more recent one? 
Like 2010s? Uh, MacGoover is a 2010 American action movie. I do remember seeing ads for it, but I've never seen the movie. Yeah, we'll do Night at the Roxbury and MacGruber at some point, I promise. They're, they're, they're not as good as this movie, but I, I do enjoy them for what I they know are. there's, I know there's a, at least one WWE wrestler in it, if not multiple. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's Will Forte, man. <laughs> like, it's silly. Oh, yeah, it's got Mark Henry, the great Kali, and fucking Kane in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this? Oh, you know what it was? Mm. This is when it, it was because I was watching WWE pretty regularly around this time. And they were going through an era where every episode of Monday Night Raw had like a guest celebrity host. And he was the, the main actor. What was his name? Will, Will Forte. Forte. Yeah, he was the celebrity host of it. And he like acted as McGruber, like on the WWE ring wrestling other wrestlers. That's good. So good. It's pretty funny. Um, do you? Ha- I have some more fun facts, but do you have any? Um, I don't. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I got. I just. I just. I got home a minute before we started recording. It's okay. Um, Mattel released a Wayne's World VCR board game in '92, and I, apparently it featured a videotape with approximately 30 minutes of new footage recorded for it, and I've never seen it and. I would love to watch that. <laughs> but I'm not going to pay. I didn't even look on eBay because I'd be sad. <laughs> it says that Paramount didn't want to do the Bohemian Rhapsody song because the rights were too expensive. My, uh, Mike Myers also didn't. No, this says Mike Myers desperately wanted it in the film. Oh, maybe, maybe but the I just producer maybe I switched owed. it up in my head. Born. Orin Michaels didn't want the song, but it says he insisted he wanted Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle, and Myers threatened to quit production if he didn't get what he wanted, so eventually they all agreed. I mean, it kind of bit him in the ass because he eventually hated that scene, like, doing it. Like, it apparently, like, hurt his neck a bunch doing it. (laughs) Oh, because he fucking got whiplash. Yeah. This is Freddie Mercury gave permission for the song to be used, like he had his blessing, and he died shortly after the movie came out. Yeah, and there was like, um, there was like a thing saying that like the guitarist said that like Freddie even got to see it before he died. Yeah, but it was never confirmed, and like some people were being like, I don't know if that's possible with the lining up. Um, but I like to think he did get to see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I and 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 he's fucking so cool. He would have loved it. Yeah, dude. Fucking buy King. Um, also, Dude, do, I we, love Freddy. So do we cool. ever know? Do huh? we ever know what? Um, because Garth, Garth, at one point when they were getting mad at each other or or something, and then an airplane flew over, and he like says all these stuff. Do we ever find out? Like, is there any trivia about what he actually said? Because I couldn't find. I, it. No, I didn't. I don't think he really says anything. I think he's just moving his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he like the. He says like, that Alice Cooper is a real history buff. Yeah, he thought he was going to be performing, but when like he's got that he's going to be like just performing for it, but then they asked him to do that, and he like was like, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, there was a video game, I guess, in 1993, <laughs> and a PC point and click adventure. A video game for everything. I would love to play that <laughs> PC point and click adventure though. I bet I bet that's pretty good. Um, or at least watch a two-hour video essay about it. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, 
Apparently uh, there must be one. A Wayne's World sketchbook was also sold around the time of the premiere of the first film. It included a mail-in offer for Wayne's trademark ball cap and showed various celebrities such as Elvira and Michael Jordan modeling the hat. What, dude? <laughs> what? <laughs> they had to Michael Jordan monitoring the Wayne's World hat? And, uh, and Elvira? Nice. You know who that is? Elvira? Yeah, she's like the... the That's like, a song. She's like the old... Elvira. Goth, she's like the old goth woman that would host horror nights on cable and stuff. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The Mistress of the Dark. Isn't 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 that her country song called Elvira or something? Probably. I don't know. Um. Then there was yeah you, the Oak Ridge Boys. Did you ever watch the the sh- educational show Between the Lions? Oh yeah, I watched all those PBS shows. There was a bit on that show called Gawain's Word, and it was based off this <laughs> really. Movie. Yeah, it was based off this movie. Oh, that's very funny. Um, let's see. On a 1995 episode of Sesame Street, Telly Monster and Big Bird hosted Telly's Town, which featured Myers as a guest starring as Wayne, though portrayed as a delivery man. That's so cute. (laughs) I love Sesame Street. It's so, so wholesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, On directing the movie, uh, Penelope Sapphira said, I had just... I had been just struggling as a female director director in this business for many years. I was 45 years old, and when I got this job, I just kept hanging in there. And then Wayne's World happened, and I, it sort of flip, flipped my life around. But unfortunately, Myers and her did not get along during this movie. Uh, like, bad. Uh, and Myers she, and who? The director. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, this movie was directed by a woman. It's probably why it's so funny. <laughs> I thought you were said, oh, produced by Lauren Meyer. Got it, got it. Yeah, he has hands in it, but he didn't He didn't write or direct it or anything. He's just the money, man. Yes, yes. He's the money, and he's like, I want this funny thing to happen. <laughs> True. Uh, she told Entertainment Weekly in an interview around this time that Myers was emotionally needy and got more difficult as the shoot went along. You should have heard him bitching oh. when I was trying to do that Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I can't move my neck like that. Why do we have to do this so many times? No one is going to laugh at that. She said she attempted to assurge Myers by having her daughter provide him snacks. And on one occasion, he stormed off the set, upset that there was no margarine for his bagel. Myers and Cyrus argued over the final cut, causing Myers to prevent her from directing Wayne's World 2. Despite this, in 2022, she says that it was mostly overstated. Um... And just just to point this out, so the sequel is not as good as this movie, um, which is, you know, obvious not going to be as good. But like it's it's par for the course on. But, it's like but is it still like good, good though? I mean, it made oh, it's it only made thirty two million dollars in profit. So, <laughs> and it was directed by Steve. In comparison, Sardin. yeah, I bet if she directed it, it would have been really really funny. <laughs> Probably, but you know, you know. Uh, let's see. The, the car, the, the Mirthmobile, uh, it was, it's called the, the Pacer, and it was produced by AMC, you know, uh, it's a, a motor company, uh, and it was only produced mm-hmm. from 75 to 80, but the, that car 
was purposely a secondhand pacer, painted baby blue with flames on the sides and non-matching wheels. Um, and then that original car was sold in an episode of Pawn Stars in 2015 for like $38,000 or something. And it came with like nice. props from the movie and stuff. <laughs> nice. I think it would be more, worth more than that. Yeah. But it probably didn't work. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, Non-functioning vehicle. Let's see. I got some music facts here. Uh, the soundtrack. It uh, it Its peak position on the weekly U.S. Billboard 200 was number one. Um, its year-end chart was 33, which is pretty good. It went double platinum in the U.S., and platinum in Canada, which that means it sold two million copies in America, and then a hundred thousand in Canada, um, which is good for a movie soundtrack. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty fucking solid. In nineteen nineties, no less. Like that's not even like they didn't have internet people streaming it online. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. I said these other ones, so we already did that. Uh, it was nominated for some shit. Uh, it was nominated. It, it was recognized in the American I- Film Institute in the following three categories, but it didn't win. Didn't make it on these lists. Uh, they were like it was for like a hundred year celebration. They did like a hundred laughs, a hundred movie quotes, and a hundred songs, uh, and they, it didn't make it on any of these lists. But the catchphrases, the quotes that were nominated was "Schwing" and "We're not worthy, we're not worthy," <laughs> and then "Bohemian Rhapsody" was nominated, but it didn't didn't win. Uh, uh, let's see. American Comedy Awards, the leading role uh, for funniest actor in a leading role was Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. They were both nominated, and they both lo- lost to Joe Pesci in My Cousin Vinny. Um, oh, yeah. Hard and, to beat Joe Pesci. And then the MTV Music Awards. Uh, this this award it hasn't been done since 96, but it was called The Most Desirable Female <laughs> Okay. See why? Yeah. Uh, Tia, Very MTV. Tia Kari, Karari, which is Cassandra, uh, but she lost to Linda Hamilton in Terminator Two, who played Sarah Connor. Um, mm. uh, best comedic- uh Then Mike Myers and Dana Carvey lost best comedic performance to Billy Crystal in City Slickers, which I, I've never seen. Me neither. But it must be funny if it's funnier than this movie. Um, Billy Crystal is pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's pretty it, funny. It won. Four awards. It won an ASCAP uh, for top box office film. It won a Brit Award for best soundtrack. Uh, and then the MTV Movie Awards, it won best on-screen duo. Uh, and then the, at the VMAs, at the MTV Movie Award, the Music Awards, it, Queen won, uh, the Queen Bohemian's Rhapsody won an award. Uh, and mm-hmm. it shared it with the version in Wayne's World, because it's a slightly different version. Mm-hmm. Copyright issues, probably. Oh, oh, they just needed to shorten it. That movie's like uh, fucking eight hundred minutes long. Oh, that's true. They have to get like a separate right for like a shortened version of the thing. Maybe, yeah. Or it's they just or released it because I think they something. released it as its own thing. <laughs> Rob Lowe <laughs> has said he discovered his "Here, Hirato untapped gift for comedy after meeting Mike Myers, who would later cast him in the Austin Powers sequels. And but the film is credited with reviving his career following a sex scan- a sex tape scandal. Oops. <laughs> Oops. 
He played a sexy. Can I rewind? <laughs> can I rewind this back for a second? Can you say that word again that started with an H? I don't know how to say it. A, a hit, hit, here told. If there are two. Oh, I've never seen, dude. I've never seen that word. Are you sure? If there, yeah. H- yes. H i t h e r t o. Hither, yes. Hither to. I've never, dude. It's one of those things where it's like I've never read that word, but I've said it. Yeah, there is a need to replace what has hitherto. Yeah, I know what it means. I just <laughs> never, I've never wrote it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I was just reading the definition. It's like on the Google. first time you write. Like, yes, write. You learn how to spell vacuum, and you're like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, two C's and two U's. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't not two M's. Right. <laughs> um, one C and two U's. Uh, I got a question for you. Out of the three big websites we do, which do you think had the best rating? for this movie was it imdb rotten tomatoes or metacritic i'm gonna guess rotten tomatoes but are you gonna sideswipe me with metacritic no <laughs> rotten tomatoes oh. was the best <laughs> they had the 84 on the audience and 79 on the, t- on the tomato meter which i will not say to my- i will not say the name that i think it is because unless they pay us um <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that i actually i actually if you listen to this i put a beep over that um <laughs> IMDb gave had a seven out of ten. Metacritic was fifty-seven out of a hundred from the critic reviews, and the user score was. 7. That sounds 28. about right. Yeah, critics are fucking dumb. <laughs> Except your boy. Did you look up your boy? I know. Did you see his I, stars? I saw the stars. I didn't read it though. <laughs> he did like Tommy Boy, but he liked this movie. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh Maybe he was just but a bad it's like mood. it's like you said, like Tommy it's like Tommy Boy has a better story, but this word this one has like better writing, like as far as dialogue and shit. Yeah. And I think that's what he was more interested in, probably. The witty dialogue. Well I think the writing is good on both, but I think this is like the comedy writing's better and the character writing's better on the other side. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, while you prepare your your uh, your R your, your R dog, I'm gonna I'm gonna spew off some of these other critics. Um, the Hollywood mm-hmm. Reporter's Dwayne Burge gave it an 80, and he, and, he, and they said, while the plot is a bit light even to be carried on Wayne and Garth's droopy shoulders, it's splendidly smart, dumb stuff. Um, Chicago Reader's Jonathan Rosenbaum gave it a 70 out of 100 and said, Bill and Ted's Aurora Adventures might also serve as the, as the subtitle for this very silly but enjoyable comedy. Developed from characters introduced on SNL, heavy metal fans... With a cable access show in Aurora, Illinois. Now we're getting to the mean ones. Hold on. Was this? I want to talk about this real quick because I didn't know this was a real thing. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Are you good, bro? No, <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, it was local ca- access cable TV. Yeah. Is that like? different like what the fuck is that i'm pretty sure that that's, was a real that's the like cable that you just use the antenna for well yeah but like could people just like how how were they even doing this like in wayne's world just like uploading to the local tv channel they is just... that a thing you could just do if you had the tech for it well no they like had like, a did deal. you have they to have a, a licensing they had a, yeah they had to deal with the cable station to do it Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, like, this big boy station comes in and tries to buy him out. Yeah, because remember they were talking... We didn't mention it, but, like, the boss guy, like, says that, like, they do it. And I think they don't get paid for it. Like, they probably pay for it. You know what I mean? 
Um, mm-hmm. And then the the studio just gets to put ads on it. You know what I mean? That's the deal. Gotcha. Um, and then I'm assuming they might provide equipment. I don't know. I don't. This doesn't happen anymore. I don't think so. Um, no, there's no reference not. for us. Um, like this is the version of it now. Is what we're doing right now. <laughs> yes, yes, the Spotify podcasts. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah. So and then yeah, the big the big boy cable like you know fucking Fox comes in and is like, hey, I want your I want your show. See. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Times Richards Corliss, who we've seen before, gave it a seventy out of a hundred and said, "Well, it's sort of funny and most and most genial." I don't know what that means. Most genial. How do you spell it? G e n i a l. Gen genial. Like, most genial. Like okay. Genial. Yeah. Uh, for like pleasant. Mm, okay. Well, it's sort of funny and most genial for all their ranking, for all their ranking on parents and drooling over hot babes. Wayne and Garth are innocent kids wasting time creative, creative, creatively. Uh, then we got L.A. Times' Kenneth Turin, who we've seen before, gave it a forty out of a hundred. It's the only, it's my a joke I love, and, and no one thinks it's funny but me. The Wayne's World concept, which egged on a egged on by a rabid studio audience. Works so beautiful in a skit format, ends up feeling dragged out and energy less at feature length. Okay, Kenneth. Kenneth just sounds like he has never had sex or something. The New Yorker's... Fucking <laughs> Kenneth. The, the, the New Yorker's uncredited staff, this coward didn't even put their name on it, gave it a 30 out of 100 and <laughs> said, In the movie, Meyer still boasts his inexplicably confident and cheery expressions. He's a mischiev- mischievous smile button, but Carvey overworks his twisted mouth. Okay. Overworks his twisted mouth? Okay. I wanna... D- Dana Carvey? Do you think that this person could overwork their twisted mouth with my fucking foot in my fucking mouth? <laughs> Torrento's the Globe and Mail. Worst their twisted typewriter. <laughs> Torrento. Uh, Tor- huh? Torrentos. The Globe and Mail's Jay Scott gave it a 25 out of 100 and said, Wayne's World has been engineered to amuse people who are minor, who are mere image of its heroes, but it goes wickedly wrong. It's so dumb, it talks down to the stupid. Oh. I don't think Jay I got... I disagree completely. I don't think Jay got the joke. No. I don't um, think this movie talks down at all. No. I think it talks directly... It talks directly at you and punches up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what is uh? What what did, what did our what did our boy say? He gave it a big old three out of four stars, which would be our which second high highest praise. review <laughs> that we talked about. Yeah. He says he ex- he he had low expectations going in. Um. And he said it was genuinely amusing, sometimes intelligent. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said the plot is not the point; it's just a clothesline for the humor. And he said he lo- uh, the he references the dialogue and the visual gags and um, just the the wacky humor. Yeah. Um, he said he wasn't a big fan of um, Dana Carvey's character as much as Wayne's because he's kind of one dimensional, like. Compared to Wayne, I guess. I guess. Um, 
But yeah, I, he said he was astonished by the range of... Um, no, wait, that's Bill and Ted. Never mind. Uh, everything I said so far was for Wayne's World, but I also opened up Bill and Ted because I wanted to see what he rated that, which was also three out of four. Well, which is interesting. Because like you said, like Tommy Boy, he rated a one, but like yeah, these Bill and Ted and Wayne's World, he rated three out of four. He might have just like so. had, maybe he just had like bad popcorn that day or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe in retrospect, he would have given it higher. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Christiana gave it a 9 out of 10, by the way. She loved this movie. Damn, okay. Is this your first watch, too? or uh, First watch in a long, long time. Hmm. So, she, again, it was... like I mean, like we're different people, so it's like a fresh watch, but we, we knew the beats, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, do you have... What's our uh, next movie, Matthew? Okay, so I have... What I thought was going to be two options, but I was looking on the spreadsheet. Have you? So you have already seen. I want to go back to a classic. Okay. I want to watch Planet of the Apes. I've never seen the. I've never seen the original. I've only seen the, the remake. Have you seen the like all three of the remake trilogies? I haven't seen the like Rise third of the one. Planet of the Apes. Wait, wait, the which which the one Apes. is with? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that's the third one. Maybe I've seen the third the... one. It might be in both. Um, I, I was looking at the spreadsheet, and I think you have all three of them checked off. So then you I, have I've not seen, seen any of the originals. I no, I have never. The only thing I've seen from the original is the the Statue of Liberty scene. Yeah, which I I have a lot. To, not a like a ton, a lot, but like I was uh, that was kind of a big a big deal. Uh, as far as the plot of that movie goes and the advertising for that movie that I will talk about. But I I really want to watch that movie um, because it's a classic. It's 1970s, you know. And I honestly really liked it. I think it holds up. I'm interested to see how you liked it. Oh, is it 60s? Yeah, that's what it says. That's right. I forgot it was... I forgot it was. They go into the seventies. That movie, that movie came out almost ten years before the first Star Wars. That's kind of crazy to think about. Really, really, really puts it into perspective, you know. Mm. It's kind of like when you're talking about the pee pee and the poo poo. Really gets you. I'm mm-hmm. have to watch this one alone because Christiana does not like apes, gorillas, or monkeys. Um, so. That's not a like joke. Like a phobia thing? I don't know. She just fucking hates them. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well, but it's like 1960s special effects, though. I'm excited. I've always wanted to watch it, but I just never never gotten around to it. I haven't even seen the 2001. Like a There's like a 2001 remake that didn't get off the ground don't with bother. Tim Burton. Don't, don't watch that one. <laughs> the remakes are so Is, good. And fucking Matt Damon... <laughs> Or Mark Ham, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Dude, Marky Mark. He's in the newer ones, isn't is he? Is it Mark Wahlberg? Oh, that's the 2001. <laughs> that one is horrible. In one of the Alien movies, James Franco is in all the trailers. <laughs> of Alien? In a Alien. What Alien movie? Is he in? 
He's an uncredited in in in, in Alien. What? Yeah, he's in like fucking five minutes. <laughs> okay. It's really, just it's really, really good. To be in it. Like it's good. It's a good story beat, and it's like a. It's like a, it's in the first fucking two minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. hardly a spoiler. It's just I went and I was like, dude, James Franco's in here, <laughs> and then he's not. Good, he's dead. <laughs> um, he like dies in cryo sleep or something. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah. So the next movie is the 1968 Planet of the Apes. So get on it. Get watching. Uh, but let's thank our uh, patrons here. Uh, we got Nacho Lady, Nataloo, and the Lone One VA. Thank you all. Thank you for your service. And let's see, I want you all to go, and first of all, I want you to watch this movie, but then when you're watching this movie, I want you to make some yummy dummy popcorn and get your favorite like drink like maybe like a like I usually get like with popcorn as you get like if I'm going to a theater I get like Dr Pepper or like a like a cola um and then I want you to put your favorite candy in it I know some people do that and do that and enjoy this fucking movie right now patrons fucking do it and then after you do it go on the discord and tell us how good it was oh yeah if you want to follow us on twitter we're at so you finally watched if you want to join our Patreon, at the $2.50 tier, you get access to our Discord where you can chat with us, give us movie suggestions, talk with other like-minded individuals. At $5 a month, which is the one you should do, you get access to an exclusive podcast called Flight School where Matthew and I watch and review a TV show pilot voted on by our patrons. You also get ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and... You get to the, the internal the internal gratitude from us. And full access to the rest of the Discord channels. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, at the basic tier, you get like 90% access, and then there's a couple secret channels you get access to when you join. So, the full tier. But And also, once you do that, you're on the Discord forever unless you do something bad. <laughs> like, I, like, if they stop being a patron, I don't kick anybody. Because, you know... Sometimes, nice. what, if, what if they just want to ask us to the Discord and they want to give us five bucks and they stop? That's fine. They still gave us five dollars. <laughs> <sighs> How do we end this? It's been most excellent. <laughs> Party on, Matthew. Party on, Nort. <laughs> I completely messed up that accent. <laughs> Party bonus. <laughs> Party young. <laughs> <laughs>